Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast. Last week, a friend of mine who's also a dedicated listener to the podcast, a subscriber, and just a lifelong partner in walking this road together, sent us some prayer requests for what was going on with them because we are invested in them and what God's called them to as well. Now, we live on different continents at the moment. Technology is a huge asset for keeping us connected. So we kind of went back and forth a little bit this last week. This friend is a great mom, but she's got littles all over the place right now in a location you just can't run to Walmart or to a grocery store and get what you need. Basic life takes lots of effort and days are long and the work is difficult. There's not a lot of what we would call me time. There's probably zero. (laughs) Nowhere inside in the next five years, probably. And she asked... If I had any resources on rest, (laughs) well, it's not that easy to find. I'm sort of in the process of seeing if I can find something that was up her alley. But I've been chewing on her question for a little while since we visited because I know the dilemma so well. How do you and I find rest when we are simply exhausted in the middle of our activity? Today is not the first time I've written or spoken on the topic. You can find a reading plan called Resting Well on version. It also has audio files that are in addition to that. It's sort of an issue for most of us. What I have learned and want to communicate from the get-go is that there is a precedent for getting physical rest. Our physical bodies were built to be frail, although that's really irritating to me <laughs> to need to stop and recharge. Even Jesus got tired. I have an appreciation for the recognition that even the Son of God gives us an allowance and even insists that we find the time and space to stop occasionally. So it shouldn't surprise us that many resources on the topic of rest point us in this direction of stopping our activities for real rest and rejuvenation in Christ. And it's not to feel guilty for it. But too often, stopping is just not... A reality. I've had well-meaning people in my life who would sort of see my exhaustive state and notice I was doing lots of things. And they would say something to me like, you need to make sure you're making time for you. Well, now I don't blame them. It seems like a caring and natural thing to say. But frankly, unless you're going to clone me, or start following me around to pick up the slack for the next five or ten years and never go home, it's just unrealistic. This is sort of the sentiment to make time for yourself for your own balance that is echoed by research and best practice found in those resources. And I get it. When most resources point to slowing down or to do some self-care as the best option, I'm left feeling worse than I started. I'm not exhausted because I signed up for frivolous stuff or I'm going to too many sporting events, I'm staying up too late, 
or I'm participating in things that won't matter in a hundred years. Our kids are not overcommitted for the most part. There's just a lot of them <laughs> and there's only two of us. They simply want to eat every day and they keep getting their clothes dirty <laughs> every single week and they need us to drive them places. I also have a husband who does life with me, a church where I serve and a calling on my life that I can't shake to save my life. These are areas I have battled out with the Lord to make sure everything is streamlined as much as possible. And I'm sure you have done the same thing. Telling me the answer is to jump off the moving train because I need to take care of me. Well, now I'm not only exhausted, I'm overloaded, overwhelmed, and sort of guilt-ridden because clearly I'm doing something wrong. Or at least I'm extremely inadequate in this thing called life. That's not what God intends. He is the one orchestrating the fullness in our lives and there must be more to resting than the physical getting away. Long before Chad and I had a classroom of our own children to manage or I operated a ministry, I faced the same dilemma. I think that I was a young mom in school teaching a couple of classes at the university. I, I could have been pregnant with the second because they came back to back. I don't know. But I do remember my sweet spouse just so wanting to help me and at that time in our marriage it didn't know how to yet he learned and very well but at that time he gifted me the best he could and he gave me a five hour spa package and you had to use it together and it was extravagant it was very costly and it was out of love just recognizing that I had this need for rest but it was just never going to happen. And I was so appreciative and I just cried my eyes out. I was, I was so frustrated because there was not going to be any rest. And there was no way on God's green earth I was going to find five hours. Period. I absolutely get the need for rest and the inability to experience it. I have known this need for a really long time. When you can't get away from the responsibilities of life or the people entrusted to you because you and I need the rest. What, what do you do? Here is what I've struggled through to experience and now I want to pass it along to you. When you can't power down, you've got to power up. So what I want to offer today are four words of encouragement to power up for finding rest. The first one is to ask God for a plan. Maybe part of the problem is you, <laughs> as it has been me. <laughs> Too often, you and I are trying to be all things to ourselves and to everyone else. I am so the problem of me. I am my own problem. We have become the Pinterest generation. Where did you get that, Cherry? Pinterest. <laughs> Those of us who are the creative types or who like to, all the boxes to match and line up and everything to have a place, we need to heed some advice I have been carrying with me for a really long time, and I still need it. Beth Moore offered profound advice in an article interview I read years ago, and I've just tucked it away. And she says, you cannot do a thousand things for the glory of God. And I would add, yes, you can, but you just can't do it simultaneously. <laughs> and because I'm not smart enough to figure out or know what should stay and what should go in my daily routines, I have to ask God. And He cares about this. He really does care about this. So I literally sit with my notes open 
for the day in my quiet time with the Lord every morning, waiting for Him to help me shape my list. Now, you might find that kind of strange, but I literally do believe He cares about that, and I am not smart enough to figure this out. There is too much at stake. Time does not return, and I do not want the time I spend on this planet to be used in vain. I take it very seriously. It's a, it's a very tight, expensive commodity, and I'm responsible for it. So I just lay out my notes. I keep it on my phone. I have it open with my prayer app. And I just go back and forth with it, with them during that time. Sometimes that list that we do together goes out the window during the day with the unexpected craziness that the days can bring. But the plan is made with the Lord. I simply trust from that moment forward, it's all in His hands. Therefore, if I've been diligent, if I've been responsible, if I've been obedient to the task, if it didn't get done, it's not my problem. It's His. Now, I'm not saying I don't sometimes get frustrated because I am a list girl. What I have to do at the end of the day to find rest in this is to just let it be His problem. If I have done this and it's not my list, then it is His problem. So I can leave it with Him and then tomorrow we'll pick back up, we'll reevaluate, and we'll start again. But this is His deal. It's not your deal. And we need to learn to rest our agenda in His presence and let it be His drive in our life and, and not our own. And I think that will take a lot of pressure off you and I when we do that. The second thing is to find rest by recharging your soul. Okay, so you can't get away. You've got responsibilities galore. I totally get it. Think of the times when you could feed your soul sort of passively. Maybe you drive the car over 100 miles a day, or maybe you walk the dog. Let's say you wash the dishes, or at least load the dishwasher, or put clothes in the laundry. That's a lot of time you could redeem by feeding your mind and your heart with some very encouraging and inspirational material. Or maybe you're in the house a great deal of time, even with other people. Are there times when you could play your device out loud? Pick a podcast or two. Maybe you're going to drive to lunch during your lunch break. And you could do that while you're working. And you have a little bit of time there. Just select a Bible app. Listen to a scripture being read aloud. I personally like a couple of different podcasts that I listen to regularly. But I also have a version of the Bible that I play out loud while I'm getting ready in the mornings in the New Living Translation. I'm not going to read that translation. But I like listening to it as I'm getting ready. The point here is to put yourself in a position to be fed and recharged in the midst of exerting all of your energy in your daily routines. Don't forget worship music. It's really important. The Bible tells us that our worship is an affront to the enemy. You want to power up and recharge. Rest in worship music. Get a good word in. This is how you put yourself in a position to hear more from the Lord. I think this change alone has done more for me and my ability to rest in the midst of all the chaos than anything else in my life. The third thing is to accept your boundaries. Maybe it's just me, but I have found myself too often looking at my neighbor who is enjoying herself, looking all put together, getting plenty of rest with a clean house and time to do whatever she wants <laughs> with a streak of envy. I was telling our youth minister yesterday 
who is sort of experiencing life in the fast lane like we did at their age, just to keep going, that God is faithful, it's going to be okay, that there was a season back then, and let me preface this with, I love to cook. I was state vice president, future homemakers of America, but there was a time that was so crazy, unrestful, over about five years. I don't think I ever turned the oven on in that house, except I'm pretty sure I burned a turkey, I know I burned some chicken, and I think I made a few cakes. <laughs> but I know that my little girls ate a lot of Pop-Tarts for any and all meals, and they ate ravioli from the can all the time. <laughs> so it was really bad. That was just the best I could do for about five years. It was just a difficult season. And today, I have trouble finishing the laundry with all these people, keeping my family fed, remembering where everyone is, when they're there, and who needs to be picked up. I stay behind on everything in ministry by the nature of my God-given life for this season. Yet, I look all over social media and the internet at all these other awesome people doing wonderful things for God on time, super successfully, sometimes. <laughs> It's not just exhausting. It doesn't seem fair, does it? People are doing what you're supposed to be doing better than you because they don't seem to have all of the pieces that you have. It just doesn't seem fair. Here is my own advice to my human prone to look at my neighbor and want what they have envy-stricken self. And this is one of my memory verses, and I just highly suggest it because it's such a place where I need to keep my heart. Woe to him who strives with his maker. A worthless piece of broken pottery, among other pieces equally worthless, and yet presuming to strive with his maker, shall the clay say to him who fashioned it, what do you think you're making? Or, your work has no handles. Isaiah 45, 9. Too often I have been completely out of line in my criticism of how God orchestrates my load. I have learned by the Word of God and stern redirection. That is some stern redirection in that passage. You and I can trust Him to provide for our every need. I can stop looking at what I don't have. Let's say I don't have any handles. <laughs> And I'm upset about it. I should focus on what I do have. What are my boundaries? Instead of being so concerned about my lack, I should use, repurpose, revitalize with the Lord whatever He's given me because He's given me everything I need for life and godliness. And if you and I can't get away to a five-hour spa retreat, even if we feel we need one and my neighbor's getting to experience it, our God can be trusted to meet our every need for true rest and to be successful in whatever he's called us to do. Maybe you don't have any handles <laughs> like your neighbor. Then God is going to show off his work and ability to make a handle-free pot to do spectacular things. Maybe never before seen in a vessel like yours. Who knows what God might do when we start living fully within our boundaries. So let's be thankful and learn to allow God to navigate this season of more to do than humanly possible through us in complete confidence. He knows how to form and shape our lives. Now, part of the exhaustion most people experience is not simply a physical deficiency. It's the burdens of life that creep into how we physically respond. It's the load. 
It's the stuff that keeps returning to our thoughts again and again. It's the stark realities that have no good answers and difficult and painful solutions. And for these, I am so sorry. If you're walking through a difficult season that is burdensome, and this is why you have no rest, there is no getting away from it. There is no spa day that's going to relieve it. And I just ask that God would comfort you in this moment to send you confirmation that he hears you, that he feels your pain, and that he knows exactly what you need. Jesus understands and speaks to this need directly in Matthew eleven twenty eight, when he tells us to leave the load on him. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I was talking to my friend Stephanie last night. Stephanie is a busy mom of four boys. She's a great mom. She's a good teacher, a wife. And let me just say, she's not handing out any Pop-Tarts over there. (laughs) She's all in. She's a Sunday school teacher. She's a good friend. And she's just been a godsend for me. Stephanie's just like you and me. She has the same type of struggles in this area. She was saying how she'd gotten up early one day, done a few things early. Then she had time to go read her Bible and spend some time with the Lord and then she finished went about her day just like normal well she had one of those devices that you keep on your arm like a Fitbit kind of device that tracks your activity your heart rate and your sleep and she noticed at the end of the day that the time she was reading her Bible and having her quiet time her body registered the activity as sleep physical rest now That exactly lines up with the words of Jesus. But to see it recorded, that's just amazing. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In terms of rest, this is probably the most familiar solution that we know and recognize from the Bible. But we just simply don't commit to doing it. But what if all that could change? What if we committed to resting at His feet and bringing everything to him and and just leaving it there and realized we are actually resting this is rest to our bodies and our souls when we do that what if you and i could start tomorrow with an empty agenda and allow god to shape it just with a piece of paper or your phone however you like to do it with your time together and just see what happens what if in your tired to the bone state you decided you were ready to power up. No more of this exhausted, worn out soul state. What if you did not get on your phone to go on social media when you had a moment or turn on the TV or find another way of escaping into that empty entertainment that's not going to make a difference in your life in a hundred years. That's just what I found. I had to evaluate what's going to make a difference in a hundred years and just try to get rid of that stuff that's not and instead found gospel-centered resources that you could feed your soul in the passing times, in those passive ones that you're not actually having to stop and find more time for, but you're just building, they're just built into your day. Of course, there's times when we've got to get away for some rest. Of course there are for physical rest, but today, Consider finding rest in the midst of your activity. Imagine what your days would be like if you could power up by actually finding spiritual rest.
I'll see you next time. Do not forget, we're thinking about changing the name to Stirring Faith. I really want to know what you think about this. So find a way to rate the podcast and uh, maybe leave a comment on social media. That would go on your social media for that before you start resting. (laughs) And then let me know what you think about this. And I would really appreciate it. Sign up to get the notes on uh, the internet at the website. And we will see you next time. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber, and it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful and encouraging. You may get an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing a resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and Instagram or leave us a review about the podcast. For more truth-saturated and gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir desire for God into your everyday life.